donut box in the middle of your stream. Donut box. It's popped up on your feed. I want my donut box, donut box, donut box, donut box. I want my donut box, donut box, donut box, donut box. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. All right. Well, happy Monday to all of you donut box and trash can OGs. If you hate Mondays, you now have a reason to not hate them because you have our wonderful voices to keep you company on this Monday or any day that you listen to. I hope this makes your Monday better. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, donut box. Just in case you missed last week. Yeah, it was pretty good. So we are so happy that you guys are tuning in. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Donut Box. What we do is each segment is a different donut out of the box, and we change it up every week trying to give you laughs and something positive because guess what? This world is pretty dark, and we are trying to help brighten your day, brighten your life, and so hopefully we can do that. Shout out to all of our listeners. We now officially have listeners in 11 states, 6 countries, and... We want to shout out all of our people in Europe, in Belgium, in Poland, in London, in Russia, in Ireland, in our states, of course, Texas, Virginia. Virginia is a big one, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, Wichita, uh, in Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, all the... Ohio. Ohio is another big one, too. Ohio is another big one as well. So thank you guys who are listening to all of us. We are so glad to be here on the Donut Box podcast. And our personal favorite donut is fixing to come out of the box, and that is the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. So today, I'm going to let Micah tell you a good story. I was there for the story, so we'll both tag team it, but I will let him start the story. So take it away, Micah. Oh, man. So... I would like to I'd like to preface this by saying uh, we already told a story in which this person was involved. If you remember the pepper spray story from a few episodes back, uh, same person that provided the pepper spray is going to be the main character of this story as well. So there was this young lady and she had a liking for me. And we were both about the age of 16 or 17. I've, I remember correctly. I had a truck at that point very horrible truck it was an Azuzu truck that's literally the name of it it was Azuzu and it was pickup truck was the model of the truck and she really liked me like I'm talking she really liked me and my parents taught me very staunchly to not be alone with the fair sex too early in life Actually, uh, why they did that, there was a big deal at our church where a young man got accused of uh, being involved with a young lady inappropriately, and he actually got kicked out of the church, and it was used, our parents used that story for us to being like, hey, even if you don't do anything, make sure you're never alone with a girl because she might say that you did something, and we don't want that to happen to you. Absolutely, and it really, I mean, it tarnished his reputation. Unfortunately, he had to move out of the area eventually because of it, but I digress. So we're deathly afraid of being alone with uh, with females, and this, this young lady we had uh, known for quite a bit of time, and she tried her best to get into situations alone with me, and I, I really... Uh, and thwarted every effort to this point. But on this night that we're talking about, 
it almost happened. If it wasn't for my good friend Chris to step in and save the day. As with most of our stories, it takes place at church because we were brought up very heavily religious and we were always at church. I mean, I was pretty much a pastor's kid without being a pastor's kid. And to go back, we were also, it was beat into our heads that no, you don't get alone with a girl, uh, no sex before marriage. You know, they were preaching very heavily, heavily that stuff. They basically scared us into, I, if I even looked at a girl, I was, you know, going to go to hell. They even said count the ceiling tiles. If it, You know, you can't even look. Just count the ceiling tiles and bounce your eyes, young man. That was the biggest thing there. And so she comes up to me, and this was after a church service, and she said, hey, so I parked my car at this local, local fast food restaurant, and it was right around the corner. And she said, would you please take me over to, to the fast food place so I can get my car? Now... I was astute to what she was doing. I knew exactly what she was doing. She wanted me and her and the truck by ourselves. And so Mr. Christopher was sitting on the couch. I was minding my own business sitting on the couch. And I was talking to one of my other buddies. And Micah comes up to me and he's like, hey, I'm going to take, we'll call her Jessica. That's not her real name. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. And... He said, hey, I'm going to take Jessica home. And I said, okay, that's fine. And he kind of looks at me. He was like, I'm going to take Jessica home. And I'm like, bro, I heard you the first time. I don't know why you're yelling at me. And he said, he kind of gave me a little wink. And he was like, bro, I'm going to take Jessica home. And then that's when it clicked in my mind. I said, oh, I said, I probably need to go with him because this sounds like a situation where he needs to get out of it. He finally picks up the hint after I tell him about three times of, hey, so, yeah, this is what's happening. And so he says, okay, fine. So he comes with us. Now, the thing that about the Isuzu truck, so it was a bench seat. It had no back seat to it at all. And so literally it was, and it was a stick shift. So unless Mr. Christopher wanted to sit in the middle and have his manhood possibly bumped into by the by the manual stick there uh he had to sit in the back of the truck and this was i think it was like january or february so it wasn't very warm it was a very cold night and on top of that we had just got done playing basketball in the gym so i was like in my shorts and in my gym clothes and i said oh crap it's about to be cold as a mug out there it's about to be cold 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 but Mike is my friend. We've been boys since we were eight. I'm going to do this for him. So I'm sitting there in the truck. And of course, like he said, there was not even enough room for me to sit in the middle, even if it was uh, uh, not a stick shift. So I'm sitting out there. And even though it's not that far, it's maybe a quarter of a mile up the road. I'm sitting there shivering in the back of the truck, just sitting there riding. I'm like, please, God. I was like, please let us get there so she can get out and I could sit in the warm truck because his heat did work. And I was like, Lord, please. I was like, please help me get out of this truck because it was cold. It was cold, cold. And I'm a little guy. I ain't got much meat on my bones. So I was freezing. And I, I felt so bad for him. I remember at one point opening up the little the little slide window be like, you okay? And he's like, just get there. I'm like, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. So we pull up to this fast food place where, where her car was at and she proceeds to, to want to talk, but it's not the, uh, the talk that I don't think she was wanting to have in the first place. She was upset. She was really upset. Like, why did he have to come? Why did he have to be here? Why did you invite Chris here? 
And I'm like, oh, you know, and I played it off and was like, oh, well, he and I are going to go after this. So I figured it was a good time to just bring him along and then we can we can leave afterwards. Um, she was highly, highly upset that that I invited Chris along to this little journey of ours. Meanwhile, Chris is shivering in the back still while we're having this conversation. She got out of the truck and went on her on her way. And I, I think you told me that before that happened that she had sent you like it wasn't anything explicit but she had been kind of hinting at some things that she had like wanted to do and you were just kind of like bro this is a bad situation thank you for helping me out thank you for bailing me out because she definitely would have tried something uh with my man micah and he would have just been like no i ain't about to get in this bad situation and plus it was in a dark lit parking lot where you know she could have accused him of anything even if you know he he hadn't done anything so he definitely dodged a bullet there i was glad out of all the decisions that you made i was glad that this was a time that you didn't make a stupid decision. You actually, you know, thought it was probably God telling you, hey, bro, you probably don't need to get caught up in this. Oh, Lord, no. Well, and I mean, I've, I've probably thanked you a million times for it, but thanks for sitting in the back of the cold truck because good grief, that was uh, that was an experience. You probably bought me like a can of NOS or like some Taco Bell later. So I'm pretty sure it was Taco Bell because this, uh, this fast food joint was right next to the Taco Bell. So Yeah, and I think she still tried to uh, get Micah to partake in the sin uh i'm just kidding i'm just playing i just wanted to be joking around well we we uh we stayed away from that i just uh just want to say not interested wasn't interested she wasn't in, he wasn't interested in her she was definitely interested in him not to not to say that my man michael was not a lady killer back in the day because he was broke a couple hearts but it's all good so that was our great story of the old-fashioned donut of how i froze my butt off in the truck for the Lord and for my buddy Micah. I'd gladly do it again. I will say that. You know what? Yeah, I'll do it again. I'll take a bullet for this guy because he, you know, he's like a brother to me. Well, and to add to this too, I mean, even if she would have tried something, I probably would have been banging on that back window so that I would have had a witness <laughs> of some sort. Yeah, good thinking on your part. Uh, so for our next segment, it is the jelly donut. And oh boy, oh boy, Micah, do we have a great jelly donut today. Oh man, I can't wait to hear this one. Chris, what what happened with this one? I just, I really want you to say the headline of what it is. The headline is... And before I say this, this next part of the segment is not necessarily kid-friendly. We will make it as PG as we can. But if you have kids listening, you have been warned uh, just due to the subject matter. Viewer discretion is advised. So the headline states, Local man arrested for shooting gun after woman questions his manhood. So I also have the article pulled up here. And essentially what, what had happened was this couple had gotten into an argument because they were in the middle of... Coitus. Yes. That's the scientific term. Marriagely duties. And... They were doing it. <laughs> Got any other terms you want to throw in there on that one? The wham-bam. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, so... He so apparently the the female person in this um, made a comment about how her her man was not 
well endowed enough uh, to to please her in the way that she was looking for. So he got, a, I would say, a little upset. And so it says here in the article that he pulled a gun from his nightstand drawer and pointed her direction and fired. And if it was, I mean, of course it was so close to where she couldn't hear what happened next because her ear was ringing. She wasn't injured or anything, but the bullet went past her and out the bedroom window and she tried talking him down, but you know, they just kept bickering and everything. And so apparently according to the article it says that they actually went to sleep afterwards and slept separately before she ended up deciding to call the police and report the whole thing well what the article says is that it happened on new year's or new year's eve and she didn't report it until five days later on january 6th so in my mind i'm thinking you didn't report it i would have you know i can understand reporting it the next day maybe even two days but what made you wait five days because obviously at that point you're kind of like nah he must have did something again that maybe was she was like nah i'm gonna go tell him about that time you shot the gun uh five days ago i'm wondering what made her decide to go to the police there's no tones what happened but there had to be something else and she just probably you know used that as a bargaining chip to to get him out but uh it, it also states here in the article about some other anger issues that that he might have had there, so that, that might have had part into it. They were married, so it wasn't like she hadn't seen nothing before. This wasn't like the first time, so I don't understand why just all this. Maybe she just got fed up with it, and she just decided, you know what? I'm gonna tell him you your your male endowments ain't doing it for me, man. Uh, and you know, I I I don't want to cross a line, but I have to say the quote. But I'm gonna blank out a certain portion of it here. Uh, the official quote of what she said was, your blank is too little. That is what is put in the jail report, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the man should not have fired a gun. There is no cause, no reason to get that upset to fire a gun, put somebody in harm's way because those bullets could have ricocheted, hit somebody if they had kids. No point. But also, too. She shouldn't have told him that because that that hurts a man's pride. And that I could understand he was super hurt, didn't know how to deal with it. But at the same time, too, if he wasn't, you know, violence, uh, we've said it a few times in the jail reports. I think that's been our general overall message the whole entire time has been violence is never the answer, regardless of the situation, unless it is in the self-defense mode. And in this case, uh, maybe his pride was in self-defense mode, but other than that, it, it shouldn't have happened. So, uh, if you, if something like this happens to you, however it happens, just don't pull a gun and shoot because it, it even if you hit the person and I mean, they're married, so I would hope they love each other, but still, even if it doesn't hit them, like you said, it went out a window. So, you know, it went out a window, walls are thin, there's other windows and other houses around. If this was a problem for her, she definitely should voice that because when you're in a relationship, it's good to voice your concerns or if someone is not meeting your needs, not just intimately or even physically, emotionally, mentally, it's good to have that conversation with someone in a healthy environment and not accuse you can do this in a healthy way. The way that she did it was not a good way to do it, but she should have spoken up and they should have 
both dealt with this in a different way. And uh, to add another piece to the story, too, they had been drinking. Whenever you mix alcohol and guns, it's never a good thing. And when people say things, sometimes people say things that they don't mean when they're drunk. Or maybe they do mean it, and they've just been holding it a long time, and then people act crazy. What was he actually charged with? Does it say on there? Yeah, so he was uh, he was charged with aggravated assault, and he has no bond, so it's not like he can bail out. That's not good, and uh, that's a pretty, pretty heavy charge. So the moral of the story is communication is key to a healthy relationship. I am no way, shape, or form passing judgment on these people. But this article is pretty funny because I read the headline. I was like, man, we got to do the jail report on that because that is probably one of the craziest things that I've seen someone getting arrested for. I, yeah, yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. You know, I've always wanted to go up to a police officer and say, what's your craziest story? What did you, you know, walk up on and stuff? The great part about the jail report, you get all the crazy stories and, and there's a lot of them. I mean, there's some really weird ones out there. Well, the jail report has to make money somehow, so they kind of have to find those crazy ones. But uh, we're not laughing at them. We're, we're laughing primarily at the wordplay and also a lot of a lot at the situation and not, not aspects of the situation, obviously, but the aspects of the situation of, let's be real, you really grabbed a gun because she insulted you and, and you know, shot at her direction. Over over what she said, it's kind of funny. She should have not said anything about, I'm not going to say it because this is a family-friendly show. I'm not going to say it. So this is the jail report. You can bring your kids back in. It's safe now. Uh, we tried to handle that as professionally as we could, but that's a pretty great jail segment. So our next segment is the donut hole, and this changes every week. Um, we had a different donut hole last week it was like a cinnamon twist a brand new segment and on our next episode be looking out for our brand new segment it's going to be the bear claw it's going to be about conspiracy theories because i know a lot of y'all like conspiracy theories uh they're not going to be the traditional ones but they're going to be some interesting conspiracy theories that we found and so tune in next week that's my plug for the next episode the donut hole this week is our movie pick of the week, and my man Micah hardly ever goes to the movies, but he actually went to the movies to go see this one, and the movie that we're going to recommend that you see is called American Underdog. It is a film about NFL star, pro Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Uh, he played with the St. Louis Rams, well, when they used to be in St. Louis, and in the Arizona Cardinals. He has an incredible story, an undrafted player, and even if you do not like football, this is a great movie because it doesn't just delve into his football story. It also delves into his story with his wife, and they have a very uh, challenging story about a lot of obstacles that they've overcome. It is a uh, great movie, an inspirational feel-good movie. Um, I recommend it just because, you know, there are, I could identify with how Kurt Warner was feeling, feeling like, you know what, I've kind of missed my shot. And, uh, Michael, you got anything you want to add to this? I think we can all relate to him on some level because we've had some level of failure. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil the story for you, but there is 
a lot of quote unquote failure that happens in this movie where he doesn't get where he wants to go. And that is the NFL. There's a lot of things that happen with that. And I, I think everybody can really relate to that because everybody at some point is, has hopes, dreams. I have hope currently you have hopes and dreams, but at some point you've definitely had some sort of goal or somewhere you want to get to, and maybe it hasn't worked out. And that that's just a fact of life. It happens. And the best part about this, I've seen a lot of sports movies. I've seen a lot of inspirational movies. I've seen a lot of those sort of things. And this one really combines the both of them because you forget sometimes not only the struggle to get to the end goal, which is the NFL, but also the family problems on the side. You remember that these people are actually people, that they're not... You know, athletes aren't some unreachable thing. You know, I I see Kurt Warner on TV now doing commentating and stuff like that. And you don't you don't really think about, oh, that guy went through that. The only thing you think about is his highlights, his successful points, his, you know, in the things that's happened. And so it was really good to see how far he came and how his mental toughness really proved true in the long run and how he really stuck to his guns to get to where he wanted to be. I mean, the man was stocking groceries for a little while before, you know, he gets out of high school, uh, gets drafted, drafted, gets cut. And then he ends up stocking groceries and he still has this dream. And he's like, man, I know I was made to play football and he's still wanting to get to that dream. And you can identify with him because every single one of us have that dream. And sometimes we hit those roadblocks, like you said, and you almost feel hopeless, and I'll talk a, a little bit about that in, in the eclair, but, I mean, the man kept going, and it just proves, you know, everybody loves an underdog story, everybody loves a Cinderella story, but you can identify with Kurt, you can identify with his wife, and like you said, it gives you the whole picture of what he had to go through, and, you know, those things made him ready to be in the NFL. Um, Dennis Quaid is in it, the guy that played Kurt Warner, uh, was great. The guy that played his wife was phenomenal. I mean, it was good acting. Or the the, or the, the lady that played his wife. <laughs> you said the guy who played his oh, wife. I'm the sorry. lady, the lady that played his <laughs> the lady that played his wife. I'm sorry, Anna, whatever your last name is, that played his wife. Uh, my bad. But she was great. She was phenomenal. She she did very well. You can be you can sit there with her and see Kurt Warner because she's struggling with him too. And that's what you said. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, behind every great man is also a great woman, a great support system. Every behind everybody's successes is a great support system, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever. You have to have that great support system and that person believing in you to get to where you want to go. And it's great and phenomenal because she has a rough past too. And, you know, they have bumps in the road and it's, it's amazing to watch it. And uh, even if you don't like sports, I, I recommend this movie because I left it feeling, you know what? You know, if Kurt Warner could go through all this, because you look at a lot of NFL guys, they go straight from high school to college to the NFL and it doesn't seem like they have that many struggles but to see someone have that many struggles and still make it, it you're like you know what if he can do it I can do it too and you know even at the beginning of the movie he was you know it kind of touched a little bit on childhood and how he fell in love with the game of football and things but nothing rings true more than what was said you know there's there was a certain number of players that go through high school football the next level is college and only 5% make it into a college team. And that's 
overall, that's not just the college football we see. That's like Division three and even further back. And then only 1% of those 5% end up going to the NFL. And they, the 1%, the average is only a year or two. So his story is near about impossible because of how long he stayed in the league and how much he had to go through to get to that point. So it's, it's a very inspirational story. And it's also a faith-based film, but it's not like overly preachy. They're not all going to Chick-fil-A every day and sitting at church and stuff. He has his faith, which helps keep him through, but it wasn't overly preachy. And I really appreciated that. There's no, there's no Pastor Tim side character where they go to church every Sunday and he has some sort of spiritual input every turn. And there are different people in his life, like, you know, his father-in-law and, and the coach who takes a chance on him, who, you know, they, they give him those lessons and those help him in his faith without even realizing it. And so I appreciated that. And I could identify with it. And I left it being like, you know what, I feel inspired, I feel encouraged. You know, it, it is a feel-good movie, but it's also a, a movie that's relatable and it's real, and that's why I recommend it. Do you have anything else to say about it? Yeah, I will say it's just, you you know the acting is good and you know the story is good whenever you're following the roller coaster of ups and downs and you're literally going through the roller coaster with them. Like, there's moments where you feel sad, where you feel happy for his accomplishments, where you feel sad for them again, where you feel bad for them, where you feel angry about a certain thing that's happening. And so it's it's real on that level, but the acting was great too. So I, I just wanted to touch on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you should go see American Underdog. If my man Micah went and shelled out some bucks to go to a movie theater and actually left his house and got dressed to go see it in the movie theater, then you should too. Because my man Micah, if he... If he really wants to go see a movie, it has to be like super, super, super good. Or he really wants to go see it for him to like leave his house and to go pay money to go see it. All I'm saying is this isn't fried my donuts just yet. But when did a Coke and popcorn become $25? It's super expensive, man. You can spend like 30 bucks easily just on concessions. That's why we we all went on the uh, discount discount day all of us at trash can tv we all went we we went and you know there was i mean but just for some popcorn and one drink it was 30 bucks i was sitting there going are you are you kidding me the movie was super inexpensive for five dollars but the the concessions that was that was crazy i'm not gonna lie i almost snuck stuff in but that's you know y'all can judge me if y'all want i know y'all be doing it too so don't judge me because i was about to sneak my gummy bears and my dr pepper in there i sure enough was all i know is back in uh back in the good old aug augusta when we were over there uh, i don't think me and my boy chris ever did this but there were several times there was the dollar movie theater and then there was family dollar or not family dollar dollar tree right next to it where everything was a dollar we'd go to the dollar tree first get all of our snacks and our goodies and then we would wear the big coats and we'd go in and we'd have all of our dollar snacks and watch our dollar movie and it was great i was about to tell some of the other members of trash can tv hey put this in your purse like help us out but uh, i know y'all do it too i still go to the dollar tree because they got those dollar candies anyways this segues into what fries my donuts and no we're not going to talk about movie prices or we're going to talk about concession prices this is what fries my donuts and i got a great one this week <laughs> so this is not something that either men only do or women only do i've seen both of them do it so don't think that i'm p- picking on just men or just women i'm just kind of making an observation in general this is what really fries my donuts. I hate seeing on 
social media when people post, oh, all women are trash or all men are cheaters or women are garbage and this and that and just basically tearing down members of the opposite sex. And that's what really fries my donuts. And Cat Williams does a bit on this. And he says, if you're 26 and you're complaining about how men are trash and no good and all this, maybe the problem is with you. Like, honestly, you know, I hate to, you know, hurt your feelings, but I hate seeing that because if I'm looking for a partner and I'm looking on social media and they're posting all this stuff about how all men are trash or all women are trash, that's going to make me less attracted to you because that's saying, hey, you're you're going to disrespect me. And I hate you making a generalization about a whole group of people just based on your bad experience. And you can you you can take that to an even deeper level with with whatever it is, with church people, with a race, with whatever. If you have a bad experience, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all bad. You know, it really started for me, middle school, high school, where I started hearing that kind of stuff primarily. And the thing about it, uh, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know, but Chris and I, we considered ourselves good guys, right? We had good, moral, upstanding values. We weren't going to treat women like garbage. We weren't going to do anything like that. And it was a lot of the times they would put you in the friend zone. They would put you in the friend zone and they would say, and on the other end of that, when Facebook and MySpace, you know, MySpace is real big. Facebook and stuff was just starting. But you would see, oh, you know, I wish I had a good guy. Or, oh, I wish, you know, guys weren't garbage. And a lot of the times you're sitting there going, where you're just not looking in the right places. Because it's right in front of you. But the things that you're wanting are beyond what you're... You want two different things. You don't know what you actually want. And I, and I hate... When they're all like, do women still do this anymore? Do guys still do this anymore? And they like post like uh, all these flowers like on a bed and like romantic candles and stuff. And it's like, oh, I just can't find a good guy. Yeah, you can find a good guy. You want to know? You want to know where he is? Check the friend zone. That's probably where he is. You want to find a good girl? Check the friend zone because that's probably where she is. And it's so interesting how people just want to complain when there's something right there in front of you. And you know, I'm not here to judge anybody to dismiss anybody's feelings to dismiss anybody's trauma but if you have a pattern of picking the wrong guy or picking the wrong girl maybe it's time to stop and look inward and I'm just going to be truthful and I'm going to be honest and look inward and say what is it in me that is having me gravitate towards these people why am I choosing these people what is it in me and I'm not saying that you're the you're all the problem but you have to stop and really ask yourself and really be honest. Because for a while there, I was I was attracted to women that would put me down, that would uh, that would treat me like a doormat because I wanted to be feel important. I wanted to feel like I was meeting a need. I wanted to feel like, hey, I'm doing something for this person. This person needs me. But at the whole whole time, they were walking all over me. Back to back to your point too. Before you've always heard the saying, "It takes two to tango," right? The thing about it whenever you're making bad decisions, you know, maybe it's not primarily you. Maybe you do have a string of bad luck where there is guys or girls that aren't exactly up to your par. And it's just, it's just a bad run that happens. But at the same time, at some point you have to look and say, okay, where, where am I going wrong with this? And 
you know, to your point too, I used to have a big problem of wanting, I guess in a term, fixer-uppers, right? They have a bunch of problems, but I see the good parts in them. So I want to, you know, I want to make them to where they're going to show all their good parts and the bad parts are going to go away and I'm going to fix them to where they're going to be like this and they're going to be my perfect mate and this is what's going to end up happening. Sometimes you have to realize in life if they're broken, they're broken. And it's almost a savior complex. You can't change anybody unless they're willing to change. And you can't help anybody until they're ready to want help. And also, too, if you're posting out there, hey, all, all women are, are hoes and all men are just cheaters and liars and stuff, it's 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 disrespectful to that you know opposite sex. And it's making them feel like, hey, I don't need a place. I don't, I don't belong here. And there is, I feel like in society, we've kind of, overcorrected with the whole toxic masculinity. I'm going to go on this. Yes, we do need to point that out because there is a lot of toxic masculinity and a lot of bad that's been going on. But when you get to a point to, to saying men are trash, dirt, cheap, we don't even need them, they shouldn't even be here, then what makes them want to stay around? And the flip side can be the same as well. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is you know, we have to have that cultural respect for for the opposite sex, for people of different races, of everything. Like I said, just because you had a bad experience with somebody doesn't mean that it's true for the whole, whole, uh, whole bunch. And it, and that's not fair to those people. You know what I mean? You also have to understand too, and this is delving into a whole different, big, big conversation. But our society is changing. Twenty years ago, the expectations of a male-female relationship, or any relationship for that matter, was a very different image of what it should be. Each person had their own roles and things like that. We've changed as a society. We've changed to where, you know, you have the instances where you have stay at home dads versus women going to work. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, but there is such a change out there. You have to understand there are some people that are further along on their journey than others. There are some people like Chris said that want to change and want to be a better man or woman, but at the same time, they're not there yet and they don't want to do that. Maybe they'll never be there. You have to look for these things and that's why uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm so glad I'm not in the dating field anymore because it's hard. It's hard. It's not something that's easily discernible to where you can see what's what's going on with that person without really intently looking and you've talked about this before it's about having a symbiotic relationship and we talked about this in the jail report where it's give and take and you know micah's relationship uh you know that they do have that they have a symbiotic relationship where they do give and take and you know it's about respecting each other loving each other communicating with each other and there are going to be different times where one person's down and the other person's going to have to pick that person up and then there's going to be another season where the roles are reversed. So as long as you're loving each other and showing that respect and, you know, helping each other and you're at least trying together and you're both realizing, hey, this is probably not good and putting forth the effort, then I think that that's good. So uh, that is my soapbox. Man, I, I, I that just really fries my donuts when I see it. And like I said, it's not just men. It's not just women. It's on both sides. It's just the culture that we have where it's just, you know, I... I want to complain about it, but I don't want to do anything to fix it. The last thing I want to say is change your perception. It's not everybody. It's not everybody. You can't loop everybody in there. They're out there. There is good in every single person out there or every group of person, whether gender, race, whatever. You cannot generalize everybody. Of course, there's going to be some bad eggs out there, 
but you can't generalize them. Change your perception, look, change what you're looking for, and maybe you'll just find what you're looking for. Awesome, and that's what fries my donuts. But into one of my favorite segments, and that is the mystery donut, which is our improv. So last week we played the question and answers only game. I hope y'all enjoyed that. That was very fun for both of us. And this week we have our free improv where we're going to choose our accents and then we're going to choose the scenario. So, Micah, what accent do we have for this week? Let's mix it up here a little bit. So we got Italian. Oh, Italian. I like that. I can do a pretty good Italian over here. And where are these two Italians going to be? What situation are they going to be? Being arrested. Being arrested. Ooh, that is going to be great. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. You want to start it? I will start. Hey, yo, Johnny, did you squeal to the cops over here? Why are we getting arrested over here? I'm over here in handcuffs. Of course, I didn't say nothing. You understand me, Vinny? I didn't say nothing. Listen, I'm telling you, it's that little rat over there, old Frankie. Well, Frankie told me that he saw Tommy Two Shuts going down to the police station. He said he was down there for about three hours. I never trusted that Tommy Two Shuts. I'm just saying, old Big Nose Johnny over there, he said that he saw old Frankie with the wire on talking to some FBI goomba. A wire over there? A wire? What are you talking about a wire? I thought we patted him down for the wires. I thought he was one of, I thought he was, I thought he was Frankie's boy. Listen, I thought he was too, but you know what? He ended up playing some kind of game. That's what I'm saying. I think he was over there talking to people and talking like he wasn't supposed to. You know what I mean? Hey, I tell you this. I never trusted that Tommy Two Shuts since we was about 13. You know why they call him Tommy Two Shuts? And I kid you not. I'm not busting your balls over here. I kid you not. Tommy Two Shuts. Comes into the locker room. He's all sweaty like a, like from Planet of the Apes. He's sweating over here. Just profusely sweating like a hog. And I says, yeah, yo, Tommy, what you sweating over here for? I'm about to slip. I'm about to have an accident. I can sue him over here because you're sweating so much. It's like it's like the freaking Pacific Ocean over here. And he messed, his, he messed his shirt. He had to go home. Ran out. Went home the next day. You know what he brings? What he bring? He brought another shirt. Brought two shirts. So now we call him Tommy Two Shirts. Oh, well, you know what? I bet you 10 bucks that that's the reason he was able to conceal that wire. because of his two shirts. Oh, that Goomba over there. He's over there. He's got the padded like he's the freaking CIA over there. What do I look like? Freaking Mickey Mouse? What do you think I'm funny? What do you want to go to Disneyland and say hi to Goofy or what? I'm just saying, man. I think somebody should put one in his left eye and his right eye. You know what I mean? Make him sleep with the fishes. You know what I'm saying over here. But why are we getting a... Hey! Hey! Officer Goomba over here, can you loosen these cuffs over here? They're cutting off my circulation. Hey, let me tell you something, officer. You haven't read me my Miranda rights, so that means you get to let me go, right? And let me tell you something personally. I know Miranda. She's she's Frankie's kid from down the block over there. And you know what? I'm going to talk to Miranda. It's Miranda myself if you don't read me my rights here. All I'm saying is I don't even know why you put me in handcuffs. You know I'm going to bail right the F out. Listen here, listen here, we don't talk to nobody. My lawyer prevents me from saying anything that may or may not incriminate me. 
All I'm saying is, you talk to Mr. Calvin Baroni. That's all you need to know. Hey, yo, Calvin, isn't that Vinny's cousin, Vinny Tucharoni? Yeah, you know him. Isn't his mom on the on the butcher shop over there on 4th and Maple? Yeah, and she makes that great ziti. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah she makes a great bruschetta, makes a great puttanesca, great. And the minute caught, she brought that over to the family reunion. You remember over there when the Bakriaris had the reunion? Was that the one when Maria passed out because she has those episodes? Oh yeah, her and the episodes. I'm not even sure if she has the episodes. You know what I think, personally? I think she likes to cause attention to herself. You know what episodes I like? I like that Ray Romano guy. He's an okay guy if you ask me. I think his wife's a little much though. Yeah, she's always busting Ray's balls. All I'm saying is, if we don't bail out of the can, they better put that on the TV land. Well, I hope you call your wife Marie to come bail us out. She better bail me out, and you with your with your Lisa. She better she better come over here. At least get your cousin over here, old Rocky. Old Rocky Marciano over there, two-time prize fighter. And that was our improv. Hope you hope you had a few laughs on that. I really tried to keep it very clean because I know Italians cuss like a sailor, and it was so hard for me because once I get in a character, what? Yeah, once I get into character too, especially with Italian, um, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of these days we'll do donut box at night where we just unfiltered but that'll be some other time past nine o'clock so anyways it is almost time to wrap this donut box up but before we do that it is our eclair which is our positive advice and i hope you don't mind but i'm gonna go first this time this has been kind of just on my heart and it's been pressing lately um, and I feel like this is for somebody out there. I don't know who this is for. Um, and this is not a preaching podcast. This is not a spiritual podcast. Um, but I'm going to use this Bible story just for my illustration. So bear with me. In the Bible, there's this guy named Joseph. And then when he's 17, God gives him this dream. And turns out his brothers right after, he tells his brothers, they sell him into slavery. He goes into Egypt. He's a slave for however many years. He's working for this guy. And his wife accuses of him, him of doing something that he didn't do. Ends up in jail for another three years. And then somehow uh, the king of Egypt has a dream. And then Joseph tell, tells him what he means. And then he gets to be promoted, okay? But between that time, it was 13 years. So he had the dream when he was 17. He didn't get promoted till he was 30. And I'm sure during that time he gave up on that dream maybe. And there's somebody out there listening that you've had a dream I don't know what kind of dream it is, but maybe something has happened. You hit a roadblock. Maybe something, you got bad news. You got a divorce. Somebody got sick. Somebody passed away. Or maybe you just lost a job or something. I don't know what it is. But I want to tell you, it's time to start dreaming again. It's time to hold on to that dream. Because if you have that dream, you know, God gave it to you. So don't let go of that dream. Don't give up. I know it's easy when it's all dark around you and you can't see it, but hold on to that dream because guess what? Something good's coming if you don't give up. If you give up, you know, the crazy thing is we give up right when something good is about to happen. We always give up when we're about to get a breakthrough. And I want to tell you that your breakthrough is coming. I know that you've been about to give up, but don't give up. Hold on to that dream and it's time to start dreaming again, my friend. And it's funny because... We, we don't ever talk about our positive advice before we go into it with the Eclair Donut, but mine ties right in with yours. So I, I saw this quote earlier, 
uh, this week. And it's, you don't always understand your journey in life. You just need to trust you're going in the right direction. And it really ties into what he's saying because there's also a illustration that I've seen before about a miner. And he's literally chipped away almost to where he gets to the gold, right? There's the gold right on the other end, but he gets discouraged and he turns right back around and he starts walking out. And you're sitting there and you're looking at this illustration. And if you're like me, you're going, just keep going. Just just two more taps on that thing and you're to where you need to go. You might be asking yourself why you're going through the things in life you're going through. It's for a reason. You know, we talked about the the movie, the inspirational movie that we saw about Kurt Warner. A lot of the things that he went through, I mean, he was very open and honest about his discouragement. And we all get discouraged. We all get discouraged. But he had to go through those things in order to be prepared for where he was supposed to be. The things you're going through is to be prepared where you're supposed to be. And what I mean by that is, it, regardless of where it is, uh, I'll just I'll just take um, somebody passing away in your life. It's a very hard and very serious thing to go through, and it's not easy. But at the same time, you might be in a position at some point to help someone else that had someone pass away or had something happen to them that is very similar to you, regardless of the situation. And you might be in that position to be able to help and say, hey, this is what I went through. And... Because a lot of times in a lot of situations that are dream killers, right? The big things that make you discourage and give up on these dreams and these paths in life. You feel alone. And that's the biggest part. You feel so alone and you feel like I'm, I'm, I'm out here by myself and I don't know what to do. And it's dark. It's fuzzy. There's, you know, it's foggy. I can't see ahead of me. Just trust. Trust where you're going. Trust where you're going. You set yourself up well. Just all you got to do is finish. That's all you got to do. So hold on to that dream. And I feel like both of us having that, there's one of our listeners or maybe, heck, maybe even me or maybe even you that need to hear that. Because sometimes when I'm telling y'all that, Eclair, that's not just for y'all. That's for me too. But we so, are so glad that you have listened to us on Trash Can TV. And Micah, tell them about Trash Can TV. I am going to plug the website again. It is tvtrashcan.com tvtrashcan.com I'm gonna spell it out phonetically it's tango victor dot bro they can spell they don't need no hooked on phonics we're gonna be here all freaking night and then have to do the late night donut box tvtrashcan.com and follow us on Facebook like us um, also follow us on Instagram and then also YouTube as well uh, go ahead and subscribe there uh, we've talked about some other videos life is nuts right now it's going to slow down once we do we're going to have a lot more video content on there and just some side items so definitely be ready for that we appreciate all your support again go and like and share and be interactive with us we're going to probably be doing something pretty soon where we have asked some questions uh beforehand and then you guys can answer them and we'll uh post your answers online or you can ask us questions and we'll answer uh on the podcast so we are so glad that you listened to us we hope that you have a wonderful wonderful week that it is great and that you do not give up on your dreams so hang in there with that being said i'm chris and i'm mike and remember tv so tango victor no i'm joking listen here it's tell them your name <laughs> and let's go
I'm Mike, and this is the Donut Box Podcast. Y'all have a good week, guys.